0: Hey dear Tyler, good evening and how are you doing? I truly hope you're fine, I truly hope you're good. I hope your day has been pretty well, at least going well and all. And how has December been? Um, I trust it's been fine and good. Uh, Yeah, so I know that I was meant to give an episode yesterday but... I think i'll just keep the apologies out of it so that it won't um it won't just be like a cliche a lot of things have been coming up for me that keeps me quite busy most of the times but yeah it's better late than never right um but anyway i really hope that dear Tyler has been a blessing to each and every one of us this period we're rounding up the year for dear Tyler. We're rounding up the year generally as human beings. But we're rounding up for dear Tyler. We're strategizing on a lot of things, but Um I just have, you know, just a few thoughts more to share for the year. And I don't know when the last episode for the year is going to be, but it's going to be really, really great because uh the the topic for Dan is the lessons I learned in 2022 and it's really going to expose me a lot like it's going to showcase a lot of my vulnerabilities I'm going to tell you the ups the downs you know the mistakes everything that I learned and things that I feel um are important for us to take into consideration generally so anyway so today's um topic or tonight's topic rather is it takes God and not time. It takes God and not time. So a few weeks ago, there is, um, I'm in a particular season in my life. It's a very, very confusing season because I'm having to go through a particular phase that I did not prepare for part right, I'm ha- I'm having to go through a particular phase that I personally did not prepare for and it's it's really wrecking me because it's it's put it's put me in a position of uh, there's a whole lot of anxiety right for the lack of a better term I am extremely anxious you cannot imagine the extent of my anxiety it's it's really really bad and it's been a tough period for me until some somehow um one of my colleagues from work, a senior, I won't even call her a colleague, it's way senior. She met me and she was like, Hey Binga, what's up? You know, like I've noticed your countenance over time and just wanted to reach out to you. And she said, Okay, I know that you may not want to get into the details of things. Uh it may be pretty difficult for you. But no matter what it is, I need you to understand that God is with you, Binga. And, you know, I tried to explain to the best of my ability the things that I was going through. And she made a statement. She said, Binga, all you need to do is to trust God. See, it doesn't take time. It takes God. So I just rephrased. She said, it takes God. It doesn't take time. And that... Because it was like doing a koinonia service. I can't remember if it was a, I'm not sure it was a miracle service. It wasn't a miracle service or so. But and so when she said that, in my heart, like almost instantly, it just resonated that there are a lot of things that I had, I've left over to time. You know, a lot of things that I've left over to time. And today, you know, I was listening to um, Shiloh's message. That was last night's introductory message by Bishop Eadipo. And, you know, he just made statements that were very, very thought-provoking. One of the statements that he made was, you know, he quoted the scripture that who is he that speaks and lets it... um, Who is he that speaks and lets it come to pass when the Lord God has not commanded it? He said that if God has not commanded it, then it does not have the right to exist. And it was... I think it was was really, really a breakthrough moment for me because at that moment, what I told myself is that I'm going to start searching the scripture to find out what God has spoken because what God speaks is what he has permitted. So it means that I have the right to reject anything that the Lord has not permitted. You are... are, That that particular word, that particular pronouncement is, is fighting God at that moment, and has to answer to God, right? And so, when she said that, that it doesn't take time, it takes God, it literally turned my, my, my my focus back, to God. I was like, I've been waiting for time, to do a lot of, things for me. I've been waiting for time, you know, maybe, my season will come, my, moment will come, you know, it's just not my time, it's not my moment, and, the one person that I should engage, I didn't engage. I literally left my life to, to, a, to a... I left my life to chance, right? To a system of circumstance where things just happen by chance and, and, and on its own, it, it, it had wrecked me. It had It had made life miserable and horrible for me as an individual. It had made life miserable and horrible for me as an individual. We need to understand that as believers, I know that it's not everybody that listens to Dear Tyler that is a Christian, but this is the advantage that we have as Christians, as believers. As believers, we're not alone. And the thing is that a lot of times life wants to shift your focus away from God. And, you know, try to put your mind into things like processes, into things like um, time, you know, where you want to be the one to craft your destiny by your hand. It keeps on, you know, it keeps on resonating in my mind. It keeps on resonating in my spirit it doesn't take time it takes God there's something that the Apostle Joshua Salman has said or he said many times he said that um, one with God can be anything that God calls it to be that there is no way you would introduce God into a matter and you would lose real hope comes from the fact that your 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 expectation is hinged on the integrity of an individual called God. That's where real hope comes from. Not that the fact that time and season happens. No, because time and season can be influenced by somebody. And so if the person that influences times and season is in your boat, is in your camp that's your advantage. Because many people have lived life with the hope that in time things will happen. It's very important that you remember that the greatest factor to anything in your life is the presence of God in it. Now, to be honest, have I overcome that phase? I haven't. As at the time of, you know, um, preparing this, you know, and sharing this. I haven't. Did I make a mistake... I hope not I really hope I do not make a mistake But there's a possibility that I did Does it mean that my own day is over It's done for There's nothing that God can do No But the more I try To leave things to chance The more difficult life becomes for me If you understand what I'm saying The more I leave life to chance The more difficult it becomes for me and it's something that I have to learn to really introduce God into circumstances. And it's something that we have to do, Tyler. We need to learn to introduce God into circumstances. Not just circumstances, but then everything. You see, life has a way of building thrones. And there is a tussle for who is king over certain situations, You know, over certain aspects you know, over certain sectors of your life. And we may have, you know, won the battle over self in some certain areas. But some certain areas, we just find it very difficult to, you know, relinquish control. We don't want to feel like we are handicapped. And many times it's not even about us feeling handicapped there's a way depression can set in that you become absolutely inactive and you're just hoping you know hope hinged on nothing blind hope that somehow the universe will just re-orchestrate itself to favor you nah Tyler, you've got to be deliberate and put God back into the equation. You've got to be deliberate, Tyler, and put God back into the equation. I'll say it again. You've got to be deliberate, Tyler, and put God back into the equation. We have to be deliberate. So, it doesn't take time, Tyler, it takes God. What are some of those things that you have struggled with, struggled to give God? Um, What are some of those things that you have struggled to, you know, relinquish control over? What are some of those things that have depressed you so much that you cannot, you know, take actions, you know, or do certain things? What are some of those things that you have really, really fought with, Tyler? It's very important that... It's very important that you give it back to God. There's this thing that happens to a lot of us... Where... I I think maybe the best terminology for it is called adulting. That because the older you get... The more responsibility is given to you. And then somehow... At the back of your mind you now believe that you are responsible for everything. That you're responsible for everything. And because of the need to show responsibility, we unintentionally remove God from the equation. I remember something that the Spirit of God told me um, years ago, in fact, what's been happening to me is I think one of the greatest features of Facebook is the memory feature. Kind of like telling you things that you've said, things that you've posted before. You know, just bringing back memories. And I have been enjoying a lot of the memories that I've been seeing. And I think uh, why they've been blessing me is because within that period, I was still, you know, somehow under... Under the covering of family, get my parents to take care of a lot of things, making a lot of decisions for me. So I wasn't necessarily having to think about it, right? And it gave me more time to really focus on growing spiritually and having insight. And so, but then over time, I realized that because I was growing and then I was now having to take responsibility for a lot of actions and decisions. I gradually started removing the God factor from it. And, you know, God just had to remind me recently and say that the same way you had trust in your parents to be able to come through for you at certain times and certain seasons is the same trust I need you to give me. I need you to give me. You understood that your parents had the capacity, maybe because of things that you've seen, things that you've witnessed them do, over and over again, and so it was easy for you to let your trust you know, uh, wing your trust on them. And, and God was uh, like telling me, Hey, Binga, so I really need you to be able to do that with me because even in that season that you're trusting your parents, I was the one providing for you, I was the one providing for them to provide for you. It still came from me. And so one of the things that he shared as, as in, that the memories came um, reminded me of that he shared a long time ago. said that stress is anything you do without the help of the Spirit of God. Now somebody will be like, hey, you're being too religious. That was the definition at least that the Spirit of God gave to me. And, you know, while I was a lot younger then, you know, it was just more about, oh, I've got through revelation. Now I'm, I'm having to learn to. Live it and understand it in painful situations. Everything that I have left God out of has stressed me in ways unimaginable, has stressed me in ways unimaginable. and so it's very, very important it's very very it's very, very pertinent that for me and the way God has chosen to operate with me in my life and it could be with you also i believe that there is some level of um, inclusiveness inclusivity right in this stress would come every time when you do things without the help of the spirit of god and so i can literally sit down and see all of the times that I've experienced protracted or long periods of pain or stress or anxiety or depression. There were moments in my life that I took action outside of God or act outside of His involvement. There is this terminology or this, this, um, there's this phrase or adage or line of thought that says, that God is only committed to the things He initiated, in fact, I could even put it in this way: that God is the only God is only committed to the things that you have committed into His hands, so yes, yeah, so there's some things that God initiates, right so God definitely initiates certain things, but then there are certain things that you want to do, but your honor for God has given it to him and say, "Okay, Lord, this is what I want to do, but I'm giving it to you, so those are the things that He honors. So everything that I have struggled with is only has has been, you know, basically it basically has come on the platform of my removing God from the equation, not removing him because of maybe I feel he's not capable of doing it. But that need to show that I'm responsible, that I'm capable of being good, capable of doing right, capable of providing or being a better person. Do you understand? Dear Tyler, it takes God and not time. I've heard stories, I've heard testimonies, and I've seen the lives of people being transformed overnight because they involved God in it. There is an advantage that God gives. He's not bound by time. So time doesn't influence him. Right? He's not restricted by time. And so certain things can happen at great speeds because it's been given to him. If uh, Peter was walking on water and started sinking and when he called on Jesus, instantly Jesus was there. And then the moment him and Jesus entered into the boat, the Bible says, and immediately they were at the other side. All of those things, time was literally suspended because the ageless, timeless one had entered the boat. You can do all that you want to do, Tyler. You can carry out, you know, engage all the principles that you want to, as honorable as they are. As commendable as they are, outside God, you will just find pain. Dear Tyler, outside God, you will just find pain, 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 and more pain, more and more pain. Remember, Tyler, it takes God and not time. It takes God not time. It's hard, but we've got to learn to give God everything, Tyler. We've got to learn to give God everything. It's difficult. I was talking with my sister today and I said that usually when I'm in a car, I prefer to be at the back seat, not because of anything, but usually when I'm in the front seat, I, I have this little anxiety. Anxiety in the sense that I feel like I'm the one driving. And then I become extremely critical of everything the person does. I just feel safer if I'm the one holding the steering wheel. And it's because of the position that I've placed myself in, right? And it's just important that you let, you trust the person holding the steering wheel. Real accidents will happen when you want to try to take control from the other side. Uh, It's just going to be terrible. So allow the driver to drive. I was telling her, I was like, one of the things that has helped me when it comes to that is that the person that is driving came to pick me and has been driving since. That's why they can come and pick me. So at least I should be able to trust their track record. Very important, right? So we need to learn to trust the author and the finisher of our faith. We can't exclude God from the equation of our life and think things will balance. We can't. Is that okay? So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for every opportunity we get to share from our weaknesses, from our pain. Thank you, Lord, for every opportunity you've given us to just relate our experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. One of the hardest things, Lord, is to give you control, to relinquish control and to give you his heart. Lord, you are the factor, you are the main ingredient, oh God, to our life being meaningful and blessed. And so, Lord, help us. Deep in my heart, Lord, I know that I'm leading a whole lot of tires to pray. But let me just be self-centered at this point and say, Lord, please help me. Oh, God, I'm so obsessed about control. And I'm sure a whole lot of us are. But Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. To give you all, and not just to give you, but then to trust you. That in your hands it will be safe. Thank you, Lord, because I know that you will help us. And will not be in a rush to take it back. Amen. So um, I really hope this blessed you. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please share with others. You know, let people know about your Tyler. Share with others. Um, you could always message me on dear tyler you get we have an email dear tyler at gmail.com you get you could always email me there you could check us out on um you know you could message me on instagram at dear underscore tyler you know even on facebook got a facebook page dear tyler so just you know we could reach out at any point in time right and i would be there to you know respond I always love to have little chit chats here and there right so thank you so much Um, and I really do hope you have a lovely evening remember I love you I believe in you and I'm always rooting for you good night